Your life's not like anyone else's. And chances are you found yourself on adventures you never planned to take. It's all part of this crazy journey we call life. Learning how to embrace the unexpected while working to live your best life is not easy. But you've come to the right place. Because in my world, if it's highly unlikely, it's practically guaranteed to happen. I'm Lavina Perry, and this is the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Welcome to the Highly Unlikely Podcast. The holidays are officially here. I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving and are finding yourselves in the midst of a peaceful holiday season. We've always had a rule at my house that there is no Christmas music or decorations until after Thanksgiving until last year. This was one of those arbitrary rules that I had in place just to keep the order, but there really wasn't a reason for it. And then last year, my oldest daughter asked if we could put up Christmas decorations around the beginning of November. And honestly, I couldn't think of a reason not to. It was something that she wanted to do that just made her feel happy and at peace and literally causes harm to no one. So the decorations went up and they stayed up for a really long time. I thought maybe last year was just a fluke year, but then this year it was my youngest daughter, the one who's never been interested in decorating. She came and asked if we could put up the decorations around the beginning of November. So now I think that just might be a thing that we do. We just put up the decorations when the mood strikes and enjoy them as long as possible. We even put up the lights outside. And I say, if nothing else... 2020 really needs some pretty lights to help hide the ugliness and bring whatever joy and happiness that we can scrape together. I consider myself a happy person. I've contemplated this many times and I wondered why. I mean, certainly I have had enough things in my life to be unhappy about over the years. I talked to a several people that, that are in my life, some of them very close to me, that have struggled desperately with unhappiness. And I've worked to understand why they're unhappy. Like, is it just situational? Is it a matter of not really understanding the difference between happiness and other things? Or is it something else? Something bigger, something deeper, something that we're just missing? I'll let you in on a little secret. I complain way too much. Not because I'm miserable or anything, but words are how I work work through my emotions. Like I just let them all fall out of my face so that I can move on. I didn't realize that was not something that everybody did for a really long time. But we all work through things in very different ways. And I don't need to like over talk things. And it's actually a real struggle for me when I have some people in my life that they work through things in the same way, but they need a whole lot more talking than I do to work through things. And after a while, I'm just like, okay, we get it. Let's move on. But that's just their way of working through it. I personally, I just need to get them all out. And then my brain does like this magical thing where 
it like spits all of the emotions into words. And then as it hears the words coming out of my mouth, it organizes them into logical, solvable problems that are detached from the emotion that they started with. And the minute I have a solution to something, I'm totally fine because I'm a problem solver. But if I can't find a solution, I have a really hard time letting go of the emotion that's attached to the problem. As I thought about this over the years, I came to the conclusion that somewhere in there is the key, is a key element to happiness. The ability to have problems in our lives without allowing the emotions that they're attached to steal our joy. I'm no doctor. I, I'm not even a specialist in anything. I am just a student of life. I listen, I read, I practice, and I learn. Back in my days living in Germany, one of the few American shows that I had access to was Oprah in the afternoon. So when I would put the kids down for their afternoon nap, I would turn on Oprah and I would fold laundry. One of Oprah's guests that I really loved was Maya Angelou. I listened to her speak for the first time and I just fell in love with her perspective. It was totally unique to me at the time. I'd never met anybody that really looked at things the way that she did. One of my very favorite things that she said, she was responding to a question about somebody who didn't happen to be especially fond of her. And she just said, he's a child of God who just doesn't happen to care for me. That ability to recognize and offer grace for a person's place in the universe without taking their feelings about us personally, it's a gift. One that I have strived to develop, but not nearly as successfully as Maya Angelou. She's amazing. But one of the things that uh, she talked about a lot, her and Oprah actually, that just really stuck with me and changed my approach to life was gratitude and the practice of writing down the things that you're grateful for. My last couple of years in Germany, I was really struggling and looking for something that would spin me out of this funk that I was in. So I decided to start a gratitude journal. And every day I wrote down five things I was grateful for. And it didn't change my circumstances one bit. But it did change my focus and my attitude about my circumstances. 2020 has been a crazy year. And it has tested me in brand new ways. It's challenged almost everything that I've ever taken for granted. I mean, our freedom to get up and go to work every day, our ability to go to the grocery store 24 hours a day to get whatever thing that we don't have that we happen to need at that moment. Our safety and security has been put into question. Our children's ability to attend school with their peers proms, graduation, weddings, funerals, all canceled, delayed, or changed. I mean, seriously, whoever dreamed of getting married on Zoom? Like, what little girl do you know of that, like, sitting around drawing herself in a wedding dress, thinking to herself, I can't wait till I get married on Zoom someday? I don't know any. I even attended my first Zoom baby shower this year. What in the actual world is happening? Our ability to attend church and worship with fellow believers has been challenged, and in some places, it's been completely taken away. I mean, 
this list goes on and on. I don't need to keep going because you're all living it right beside me. And in the midst of all of this insanity, my personal struggles with school have been something I never knew were possible for me to the point that I considered throwing in the towel and just calling it a day. And it was in the midst of this that I found myself yet again thinking about happiness. There I was with what felt like the weight of the whole world like bearing down on my shoulders, seriously considering giving up on this huge goal that I had been working so hard for. It was a very hard time. And yet, I wasn't unhappy. I mean, sure, I was struggling, like really struggling. But I didn't feel unhappy with my life. And when I thought about it, it was like, I have three kids. Man, I love them to the moon and back. And they still call me mama and make my heart melt. I have a great job. I have a beautiful, safe, peaceful home to live in, a freezer and a pantry full of food for my family. I have the best friends. I have a family that is a rock and a foundation of love and support. I have so many good things in my life. I am truly, truly grateful. I am at peace. I'm happy. For me, gratitude is the foundation of that happiness. And I believe that it can be for for you too. Let's just, I want to just like pause for a second and talk about what happiness is because I feel like there's a lot of people who really, they get happiness confused with other things, right? Like they confuse happiness with having fun or happiness means not having problems Happiness means everything is easy, or happiness means that you don't have any stress. That is not happiness. Those are moments. They're just, those are fleeting feelings. And whenever you experience those scenarios, that's temporary. I listened to someone speak about happiness many years ago, and I apologize, I don't remember the man's name or his direct quotes. If any of you know who it is that I'm talking about. I Google searched and I couldn't find anything that rang true as to that's who it was. So drop me a line, let me know. But his message really rang true for me. The gist of his message is that happiness is not a feeling. It is a state of being. I want you to take a moment with me just very quickly. And I want you to think of three things that you're truly grateful for. Picture them in your mind. Connect to the emotions surrounding those things. Now, imagine if you lived in this state of being every single day. A state of being where you are emotionally connected to the things you are grateful for. The good things in your life. How would that feel? And more importantly, what kind of an impact would that have on your life? And it doesn't matter what you're grateful for, whether it's big things like your family or your friends or the little things like a hot cup of peppermint tea for your sore throat. It is whatever is a good thing in your life or in your day that is attached to a positive emotion and you're glad for it. What does matter is your ability to turn your mind and your focus to the things you're grateful for even during your biggest challenges, because that is a positive state of being. That is 
happiness. And for you, like it was for me, I am not suggesting that this will take your challenges away or change your circumstances in any way, because it doesn't. That's not what gratitude does. What it does is it allows you to find peace in the midst of the storms of life, some of them that last for years. It creates a refuge in the midst of the storm, like snuggling up with a cozy blanket in front of the fireplace as a blizzard rages outside. Making a practice of intentionally focusing on the things you're grateful for creates a state of happiness. In my notebook where I write down my 10 big dreams every day, I first write down five things that I'm grateful for. This is something that I started back when I watched Oprah. And over the years, I've had whole notebooks that were nothing but little lists of things that I was grateful for. And I believe that it has changed my life by changing my focus to the good things in the world. I believe that developing that foundation of gratitude and that creating a state of being of happiness was a foundation that helped to carry me through the difficult and challenging things that I have faced. Sometimes, I mean, I write down the dumbest things. If I go back and I read my gratitude journals, I'm like embarrassed sometimes how silly they are. Like my snooze button. I can't tell you how many times I've written down my snooze button, but seriously, I love my snooze button like I love my mama. I'm not a morning person. And that snooze button is like your mom's voice saying, go ahead and sleep a few more minutes. It's like my dream for someone to tell me to just sleep a little longer. But sometimes too, it's more serious things. I mean, like a dear friend who has stood by my side and supported me when I simply couldn't walk alone. It doesn't matter what I write down because every day when I wake up, I intentionally, I reconnect my thoughts with my feelings of gratitude and I focus on the positive things in my life and that sets the tone for my whole day. That doesn't mean that I don't get lost sometimes or like seriously careen off course. Because I'm human and I'm hopelessly flawed like everybody else. But this practice has created a foundation for happiness, even in the most challenging times. And it creates peace. It gives me that place of refuge. Over time, it created a state of happiness in my mind. So as you work your way through this holiday season, a time that is largely proclaimed to be the season of peace, I understand that this is a very difficult and painful time of year for many, many people. It's a time of year that I personally struggle with. There's so much that goes into holiday celebrations, and all of that can be so stressful and anything but joyous. And for people who've lost loved ones, this time of year can be a painful reminder of your loss. It can be the most wonderful time of year, but it can also be the most stressful time of year. By creating a foundation of gratitude and really working to connect yourself and connect your emotions to the things that you're grateful for every day, I hope 
that that will help create a peaceful holiday season for you. My wish for each of you is peace. Make a practice of starting your day with gratitude. Grab onto those positive emotions, cling to them, and create your own personal refuge from the storm. And that's all I have for you today. So until next time, take care of yourself, be kind, and live your best life. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Highly Unlikely Podcast, you can find more by following me on Facebook at A Highly Unlikely Life or find me on the web at ahighlyunlikelylife.com. And don't forget to subscribe.